Dystopia tonight. Hey, what's going on? Look at you with two guitars hanging in the background like a fucking badass. That just, how dare you? Yeah, that's badass. I could play about six songs, so that's pretty good. Oh, that's cool. On what? Three on each guitar? Same, yeah, the same six Blink-182 songs for the past 20 years. (laughs) Oh, that's fucking perfect. Oh, man. How you doing, dude? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I mean, we both have COVID hair, which I've been tracking yours, and you've been yours looks better. I haven't mastered the bun thing yet, so uh, it's I have just... been trying to have long hair. No, I'm not exaggerating. Probably for 25 years. Really? And, and I've had I was was in Catholic school my whole life, so anytime it got anytime it got even close. My principal or somebody would tell me I had to get a haircut. And then in college, when I didn't have to cut, I just gave up. At that point, I was dating girls and stuff. So, and then, you know, with acting and headshots and all that, yeah. Um, I <laughs> finally, the COVID was like a, a blessing in disguise for me. And uh, all my fans hate it. So that's, yeah. that's pretty good. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. I've, I have some friends who, uh, either it's, I don't know what it is and I don't know what the, what the dichotomy is, but like some women are like, Love your hair. So lush. But uh, and like a lot of them are like, please, for the love of God, tell me this isn't permanent. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have a lot of older like so all the young girls, I think, think, think I look cute. They all they all like it. Say so don't cut it. And then like I also have like a lot of um, people are like in their 50s and 60s age yeah. like, through Facebook. They're like, it's disgusting. What are you doing yes. with your long hair? Get rid of it. It's gross. So <laughs> that's more what it is. They think of like hippie and, and dirty burning yeah. bras and. All that stuff. And yeah. I'm just like, hey, you like Jesus, don't you? He had long hair. So exactly. <laughs> Jesus Pacino. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Serpico. That's... You look like Serpico. <laughs> it does look like Serpico. <laughs> it's either it's a cross between that and the dude that gave Jenny AIDS and Forrest Gump. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> I feel like either one of those you this got is some so thick people... shit, man. Yours is thick. Yeah, dude. I know. I didn't honestly like I've always had like, you know, like the longer like hair or whatever, but this is the this is the longest I've ever just let it fucking go because we're like you said we're not doing any acting gigs there's nothing going on so i figured fuck it i didn't know it was gonna offend people with it yeah yeah, yeah. yours is tough because i i actually was planning this is the girliest thing i was planning it oh dude there's three dudes in this chat and we're all like so what hair products do you use (laughs) i like i i planned it like i i was letting the the top grow long secretly and cutting the the bottom so it looked like it was like a slick back hairdo but the top was almost by my chin for like the first the first like seven months and then when when quarantine came and i'm like oh now's my chance i don't have to leave and uh, yeah but it's been been i had a man bun for a little bit right so i grew it out i donated it to charity and then i was like when quarantine hit i was like maybe i could do it again but it's the seven stages of ugly and you didn't know how long quarantine was gonna last (laughs) so like it would grow and you're like this is horrible but if you get through like those stages it gets perfect and i feel like so I, I, I finally I finally did it right this time because I'd give up during the awkward stage every single time I'd give up. And yeah. now I think the, the way the best way to do it is to keep grow the top as long as you can and then and then trim the sides and then finally it grows in slowly. And um yeah, I'm I'm lucky for quarantine. Yeah, how to do the trimming the sides thing too, because there was a point in time where it started to look like more mullet than mm-hmm. like just long hair, and I was like, oh. This is yeah. not fucking happening to me. Yeah, <laughs> I, have, I, I have really thick hair too, mm. and uh, it, it it's it just looks it just it's out to here. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, but yeah, 
I always feel bad for my neighbors when I'm walking out to take the trash out and I haven't like there's nothing there's no hat on or anything. I just look yeah. like a fucking wildebeest. I don't just know if like, you guys I don't know if you guys are fans of wrestling, but like back in yeah. the day, halfway through a match, what Kane used to look like because his hair was that's what I looked like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could throw that up right now. That's hilarious. We're not we're, that's fucking hysterical, dude. So you were you were you're in Austin, right? You moved? I just moved to Austin, yeah. For for the comedy thing, or you just wanted to get the fuck out of everywhere East Coast? Uh, I was living. I came from LA actually. That's uh, right. I was living in LA for three years. Um, mm-hmm. There was just this palpable energy out here, man. I mean, I had my first set at a club here. I met Joe Rogan, so oh, it was like awesome. it was like immediately okay. This is the right decision. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then our apartment here is like quadruple the size and it's less than Los Angeles. Yeah. Well, I, well, I was paying for a one bedroom. Right. So it was just, it, I, we were thinking about it for a while. Because, um, I love Los Angeles. I'd like to go back there one day, but I just, I, we, we wanted to change, you know, I don't think you need to be in LA, especially because for me, I took my career in my own hands yeah. so much. Like I started doing bits on Instagram instead of open mics and that, that started to work out for me really well. So I was oh my like, God, of course I'll use this as a way to, get my, my, my material out there. I'm like, I don't need, I'm not going to beg some fucking casting director to let me in no. one show or whatever that no one's going to watch anyway. You know I mean? I, yeah. you see, you see people on Jimmy Fallon and more people see my videos on TikTok or whatever. Absolutely. So it's yeah, just the it's, way the world's going. It's weird that they're not even acknowledging that the industry is changing like that too, because like, if you like, it hurts them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But th- that's what I like about this. Um, I mean, you know, there's not too much to like about the COVID situation, but it was kind of the great equalizer in that like, yeah. you kind of like, when you saw those talk shows doing it in front of their fucking cameras in their houses, you're like, I can do that shit. 100%, you know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. You're like, so they don't have an audience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Totally yeah, man. Weird. Even this, like, so did you, because we're, we're like about five years apart, I think, in age wise, I'm 36. You're what? You're 31. 31. Okay, cool. So like, that's, that's crazy to me. Cause when I met you, I was talking to you and you're still with your manager, right? I have a new one, but yeah, that who, who you met, I'm still with. Like he's, okay. like, he's yeah, he's like your best. He's been your best friend for like years, yeah. right? It was yeah. crazy to me because like, I couldn't believe like the, the gap in technology and, and whatever, because you guys kind of grew up with cameras in your faces all the time. So all that stuff came naturally to you, didn't it? It wasn't even like a big shift when you were like, I'm funny. I'm going to make videos. I'm going to put them up. Like, is that how it started from when you were younger? And then you were like, oh, this people love this shit and I want to do comedy. So that's what I'm going to do. Pretty much. I mean, I'm I'm young enough to where like it, I grew up with this shit, but I'm also old enough to where I remember when it became a thing like in high school. Right. Um, I was on YouTube before anyone was on YouTube and you right. think that I'd have more subscribers. And then these kids who are 13 just yeah light years ahead of me now mm-hmm. um but like because i was afraid of the whole you know i was stuck in the past of like damn if i get known as a youtuber then i'm not going to be able to get taken seriously as as an artist or whatever dumb shit oh I yeah i head. know so that that <laughs> that definitely hindered me but yeah man i i was i, I remember when i was 11 i was walk, i walked around with my video camera this big thing i'd look through my eye and I was the weird kid why does this kid have a video camera with him this is so weird why do you have a video i brought it to school i, I made I brought it everywhere. Right. And then when you when YouTube came around, I was so experienced with videos that I had just this plethora of like material. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've I've done all the apps that that were big. Vine, I was on for a little while, and like, yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, I never really made it big on YouTube. I have the small one of the smallest followings on YouTube. It's just like that's what kind of got me known. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it was it was very much like in high school it was it was a thing, you know, which, <laughs> which, which was normal. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I remember because uh, I've been doing stand up for like 15 years, but I remember at some point on one of the new apps that came out, my friend's little sister blew, had more followers on there just because if if, if half your high school is on fucking like one app, that's how you get. And it's like, holy shit, like it makes you feel like shit. But you're like, no, that's just all these guys grew up with at the same time. And you did, you did. I mean, I said YouTube, but you did blow up from Instagram. Like your Instagram following is fucking huge. Everybody's YouTube channel. I think that's around like our same level is, is a basically a ghost town. I never thought I did it to like submit clips and submit tapes. And I was like, fuck it. I don't need to do anything else on there. And now I'm like slowly regretting, never asking people to subscribe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, YouTube, YouTube is a behemoth, man. Yeah. I, I think that's just like, that's the thing where, you know, that's going to be the new NBC or whatever. Mm, like, in yeah. my opinion, it's just, that's never going to go away. It's never right. going to slow down. It's going to slowly take over everything. They have YouTube TV now with cable and, and shit. So, um, yeah, I, I, I feel the same regret and anger and uh, resentment. So. No, I hear you, man. That's why I <laughs> wanted to have you on. All you like... guys had to do was play with toys for kids to watch you play with toys. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid oh. was just like I'm going to open Disney toys now. Yeah. yeah. Or like my... that guy. Did you guys know that guy Blippy? Yep, my I was just nephew, about to mention him. My nephew's obsessed with him, and I, he's just like the dumbest thing. It's like I could have done this shit. Yeah, same with mine, and it kills <laughs> me because I'm like, please, like, I've, on one hand, I'm like, please watch anything else, but they love him, and you got to buy the fucking products that are in Target and shit. And yeah, I I'm heard like, he, didn't he didn't he like get like shat on in, in college yeah, or something? That yeah, is he did. Incredible. Yep. <laughs> it's yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know what's better is that he got shat on in college, or that you use the past tense of shit. Because <laughs> I feel like both is excellent. Shat is a great word. You don't get to use it. Very often. Yeah, you got to take it when you can. And he shat on a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck man. So like that's. So did you even like so because you know you get to post your stuff online and that's how you've been working out material. So when everyone was bitching about not being able to go back to clubs, you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Because it was like, Dude, you had that my, outlet. My journey is so unorthodox. It's not at all normal. I, right. did about, I did about four open mics. And then I did a 15-minute spot at a comedy club because my reputation eluded me. Yeah. And then I didn't do stand-up for about three years. Then I just made up an hour. And then I started. Right. It's so bizarre. Uh, yeah. But that's how I got good at it. Like just being thrown in the deep end, having to tour an hour and get mm -hmm. good at it. Um. But so, I love yeah. how you generate material yeah. though, because it's not, it's, it's basically like, I mean, for most people, it, it's the equivalent of like comics testing out jokes on Twitter too, except that you just do it better. You're, you're used to being in front of the camera and you exactly. get an instant response and 100%. you're still performing. Yep. So it's like 10 times. I don't know why people should, I mean, I don't see too many people doing it at this point because they know who you are. I don't know if you still get, you don't still get hate. Do you? I never really have only, only hate. I get a tattooed guys from New York. who are jealous of the <laughs> <laughs> so just family members <laughs> just just kids who drive bmws and are, are mad that their girlfriends like me they can't kids, this kid's not, he's not fucking funny i'm funny oh god it's that it's not really like right. i don't i don't really get hate for the material i just get hate from like it's, i i see through every jealous person that's yeah of course like, yeah that's fucking hysterical, man. And so you went back to uh, Staten Island for COVID reasons, or you were just in the process of moving to Austin and you got stuck midway? Uh, I had shows in New Jersey. So that's what happens. Jersey let me do 50% capacity at a couple of clubs. 
Okay. We did a couple of those. Uh, where the hell else did I go? I had a show in Philly. I'm in Staten all of the time. So you like, are okay. Yeah. So it, I mean, for many reasons, you know, I was there for. A, I got stuck there for a while because of COVID. I had shows right. early, early November. I was going to plan to go back in LA, and then my mom got COVID. That she got really sick, and then um, I got it. Then we extended. It was just like a whole mess. But yeah, I, I went back there for shows the mo most recently. Yeah, because when we did bananas, and that's the first what time. was I, that? I was trying to think of that the other day too, dude. And I can't because how it was what it couldn't have been a year away from COVID. It had to be like maybe four months beforehand, maybe five. Okay, so that was probably February. Okay, that was oh. probably February, and then the world shut down in March. So. Yeah, because I remember talking to you. You had you had shit lined up. We both had shit lined up. I was. I left, I was supposed to come out to LA. That's what it was going on. And then you were going to be back out in LA and then everything. And then the world fucking shut down. And that was yeah. it. Yeah. And then I was like, he's got to be, cause you were, you were excited, man. You had a bunch of tours. You had a bunch of like uh little theater gigs, right? I think. Oh man, dude. I, I, yeah, I had, a, I had a spot at the improv on, on Melrose. I was super excited about, I had, we, had a, we had a Vegas show we were doing. We That's what it was. Gigs. It was the Vegas thing. I knew you had something big popping up. Yeah, we were excited. I did Vegas before, but yeah, I was excited to do another place there. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I think that like what's really cool now is like after every like plague in history, there's just a resurgence and explosion of art. So yeah. I think that like after this, comedians especially and musicians are just going to have a great rise. I think it's going to be great for us because people are dying to go out. You know, people are dying to see live entertainment and just be out with their friends and shit. I think it's going to be awesome. Absolutely. Did you watch the uh, Comedy Store documentary that they did? Absolutely. Mike Binder did? Yeah. yeah. One of the things I loved about that was through every fucking decade, it was comedy boom, comedy's dead, comedy boom, yeah. comedy's dead. So I was just like, oh, I'm not – like as soon as I saw that, I was like, I'm not worried about the resurgence after COVID. Yeah, no way, man. No way. Yeah. No, especially now with the internet too. Comedy, is that was, comedy was white hot right before COVID mm -hmm. too. Like the Comedy Store was just like – I mean, the best place uh, to be. On like a Wednesday night, you could see just a million dollar lineup. It was it was crazy, yeah. absolutely crazy. When I moved out there, one of my first times out there was I like because you. I mean, you've been to the cellar and stuff, and you, I'm sure you've done shows at the cellar or whatever. So like, it, the cellar is the equivalent of the comedy store in New York, except it's not like. I feel like in in uh, the comedy store, there's just more celebrity comics too. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, the cellar, you got like Colin Quinn, you got all the David Tell, all those guys, or whatever. But when I went out to the comedy store for the first time, it was Bill Burr was on stage, Tom Papa was in the wings, Mark Maron was running around, Al Madrigal, Chappelle was there, oh my Bo god, Burr, and I was just like, what the fuck am I? Even yeah, like, and, it was and my first night there. Yeah, Spade would pop in. Yes, and they have. They just—it's insane, dude. Absolutely yeah, man. I, I took my friend. I took my friend Joe to uh, even the Laugh Factory out there because LA is where everybody lives. Sure. Day, we just went there when he, when he visited me when I first moved out there, and then just Bill Burr popped in. He, he was wow. not he was unannounced, and it was just like, oh my god. Yeah, crazy. I got to the I got to the Laugh Factory, and Tim Allen was there, uh, and I was just like, I it was because we, we grew up around the same time anyway. Like you know, that's a home improvement guy. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, it's Buzz Lightyear, man. Yeah, I <laughs> took everything I had to be composed to not be like, Buzz. <laughs> like waiting to go on. Don't like, say to Infinity Beyond. Don't say to Infinity Beyond. I know. Don't, say, don't you fucking say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking crazy, man.
Um, but it was it was a blast. Are you so now that's uh so you, you ran into Joe Rogan, that was at his club or just another club down there? So it's this little club. I think he's I think he's building a club here. He is. Um yeah, so that's 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 exciting. Uh, my new manager got me on a show here when I first moved out here, and it was like okay. his uh the kill Tony thing, which they were doing at um the uh the comedy store for a while. Right. Um Kill Tony's yeah. hilarious. Tony's hilarious. Yeah, so you can see this like I don't know. There's this, but there's definitely this, this, this like energy out here, which I'm, I'm super excited about, man. Yeah. Austin and, was and a great L- team. LA is also like, oh really? Yeah. yeah. LA was also just so oversaturated. Like, how are you going to get? How are you going to stand out there? You know? How are you going to get any kind of stage time? I mean, the open mic thing out there. Is, I feel so bad for anybody trying to make. Yeah, it me too. You'll be a door guy or just uh, handing out flyers or whatever for ten years. I don't have yep. that. I don't have that kind of time. No, I mean, I know what you mean. <laughs> there was like, I'm, I'm stunned that you last, I lasted two years, dude. So I'm impressed that you lasted three. I didn't last longer, but I just wanted a bigger place. And I Did don't you like spend... LA? That, like I, I didn't like it for stand. I, I, so when I went out there, I had a bunch of like network meetings and stuff to pitch. And then I wound up deciding to live out there. And mm-hmm. then the stand up scene was so fucking like, do you know, Pat Barker? No. Okay. He's a, he was a Philly comic and then he moved out uh, to LA and I hadn't seen him in years. But he's one of the first guys, you know, like when you when you move to the West Coast, the first East Coaster you run into that you knew from like back in the day, you're like, oh, my God, oh, yeah. fucking home. you know, that was him. I got to the comedy store. I was hanging out one night and Pat was there and I hadn't seen Pat in years. And at this point, he had a wife, kids, and he was doing ro- roast battle. He was one of like the original guys who was doing the roast battle stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, and he was writing for some comedy sports show. Right. So it was cool. So I met him out there and he goes uh, and I was only like my second week out there. And he was like, let me guess. And he goes, uh, he goes, you feel like you've lost like the ability to stand up. And I'm like, you have no fucking idea, dude. I'm bombing. Like I was literally because I wasn't doing club gigs when I first got out there. I was doing like what I thought was like the, you know, people's living rooms. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. all like a hostel with nobody speaking. And he goes, he goes, you're he goes, as soon as you get in, he's he gave me one of the first um gigs I got at the uh, at the comedy store. He put me on one of the shows there. And oh, then awesome. from that point on, I got passed or whatever. And then, but it was like, he was like, once you do the clubs, you're going to be fine. Like, just do your shit, get into the clubs. And, it, and he was absolutely right. But there was no, like, the weird scene out there was like, it was just like bombing was the norm. Like, it was just, they were fine opening up their diary and reading from it as opposed to having jokes. And if you had jokes, they fucking hated you. You know what I mean? That's weird. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't I don't have any real, I don't have the same ex- experience with any comedian really ever. So it's mm. kind of hard for me to relate to anybody because my, my path was so unique to right. me. Um, but yeah, I, I I did I did small places there, but then I realized that like people are not taking advantage of their social media enough. And I know, I know some comedians like think super taboo and they think it's like pathetic or they don't like it or whatever. But it you're just gonna get you're just gonna get eaten alive if you don't adapt. Yeah, to the future. it's just not it's just not not going away. You're right. It's just not going away. So like, I just decided that like, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't a regular anywhere in, in LA. I, I couldn't get up anywhere. I, I, I went up to these small little like uh, open mic things. And I was just like, the scene here is just like super superficial and who, you know, and, and you yeah. know, somebody will show up and do three hours and then you're screwed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I love Los I mean, but you asked like, I, I love Los Angeles. I mean, I, I just, I love the weather. I love California. Um, oh yeah. Everything. The weather's amazing. It, it wasn't, it wasn't about like the scene that, that drove me out of there. It was more just like, I, my, my girlfriend and I were starting this, this podcast. We we're super excited about, I wanted a studio oh, cool. for it. 
I wanted a uh, just a bigger place to, to be able to like create more shit. And I was kind of limited in my apartment. And what you get, it, it's insulting for what they charge for like a, a place with great amenities in Los Angeles. It's absolutely yeah. insulting. So I was like, that was a huge reason uh, for leaving for sure. Um, but it wasn't anything. I mean, I have her, I'm, I'm honestly a loser, dude. I have my girlfriend. I could stay inside with her for eternity and I don't need to go out. I don't need to see people. I don't need to talk. I don't need to mingle. I don't need to network. That's I, awesome. I'm just a loser who stays home and I write and that's all I do. So I could be living in Utah, which I wanted to go. She didn't want to go. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that where they went at the end of Mars Attacks? They just fucking fled to Utah in the mountains. Uh, I love Utah, dude. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's weird as shit with the Mormons. So that's why we didn't go. But yeah, um, no alcohol. You know, yeah. But yeah, like Monument Park and all of that type of stuff. I feel like I, I want to go see all that. I, I went to Monument Valley, dude. You got to go to this place called The View. Google it after this. It's called The View, the View, okay. the View Hotel. It's in Monument Valley. The view we had was out of this world. Well, and it was like $100 a night or something like that. There's nothing else around there. My girlfriend ordered ordered wine at a restaurant one time. I'll never forget. The guy looked at her and said, this is Utah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he said she's like do you have like white wine he said this is utah and she was like i don't know what that means uh that's you know, fucking hysterical it was hilarious that's cool though that you're down in austin though i mean utah would have been utah would have been interesting but i feel like austin's gonna be your area man because that's like yeah, blowing yeah. up right now that's what yeah i mean that's ultimate why i was like man this there's, there's there's a great comedy scene happening here um, it all kind of happened at a great time. The worst thing, I don't know if you guys heard, Austin averages zero inches per, of snow each year. And this year they got a once in a trillion years blizzard. And I moved <laughs> during that week. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. That's so no, great. We got stuck in the middle of San Angelo, <laughs> California. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, uh, sorry, Texas. Texas. About five hours away, couldn't even drive. They don't own plows. They don't own salt. They don't do anything. So what What was like a 30-hour drive wound up taking almost like 60 hours. Oh, wow. my God. Could, could not get here. Wow. Could not get here. Finally got here. Not one thing in the supermarket. Um, wow. People losing their power, their water. We're sitting in an empty apartment with no furniture. U-Hauls bringing our stuff, so I had no clothes, <laughs> nothing. And uh, I was like, "This might not be a good sign." But uh, yeah, I'm surprised you guys didn't whip around. Yeah, it was it was it was tough in the beginning, but it, it turned out to be pretty great. Did you hear about that one dude that got a sixteen thousand dollar electric bill because apparently he was the only one with power during that whole thing? <laughs> I did actually. Yeah. Oh Can my you god! Imagine getting that. I would have just been like, I would have just laughed. I'd be like, I'm not fucking paying this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. There's no fucking way. That is crazy <laughs> though that you wound up moving during that. I was wondering because I, we were talking back and forth for a little bit, and I was like, he's not going now, is he? <laughs> I'm like, there's no Yo, way. It was literally like I planned it to be the worst day ever. Wow. Like, the way the storm was, where our car was, it was just like following us everywhere we went. So like everywhere we went, there was just downpour of snow. New Mexico, we woke up and there was just three inches on the floor, on, on the ground, and then kept driving. And I couldn't even see anymore to pull over and stay at some hotel. Getting to Austin was a nightmare. Everyone here has a pickup truck. None of them have four-wheel drive because they don't oh. need it. Right. So everyone was stuck. And our first night at our apartment, uh, 
right outside this window over here, there's like a, a hill. Mm -hmm. So it was just ice. So we had no cable, no nothing, no internet. We had we, and all the cell service was down. So we just sit th sat there eating like these dinner, like these little frozen things we got from Target. The only thing they had, just watching people get stuck in the snow all night long. <laughs> that, that was our, it was actually a great time, but it was it was really ironic to see all these like cool like hip, not not hip, but like cool tough men about like their four their you know four wheel drive and, and 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 pickups and they can't get out of snow. It was incredible. Like That's hilarious. You know, like, I'm thinking like well, I'm some little twerp from New York. I can drive in the snow better than anybody because yeah. I've been getting blizzards my whole life. That's fucking hysterical, dude. If at least you know your relationship is solid because you survived COVID and then a blizzard in Texas. <laughs> yeah. It's like a it, biblical it, story, a plague. And then yeah, with, yeah. with the only snowstorm ever following you. If I was your girlfriend and I was driving with you during that, I would have just looked at you at one point and been like, do you even want to move to fucking Texas? Like, <laughs> I like, are you doing this to me on purpose? Just break that, you have no idea. I, this poor girl, I mean, I probably, I screamed at just God knows what. And then this this one, this one like, um, like Penske, huge, uh, like semi-tractor trailer. He, yeah. They don't realize here in Texas because they've never seen it before. But you don't you don't slow down on a hill when you're going up. You have to go fast so you get the momentum because otherwise you get stuck. So yeah. they would just go slow up hills and they started to come backwards. And I'm getting stuck because of them. And I'm screaming. I got stuck on one hill. I had to go back down. Then I zoomed past them. It was just like it was such a nightmare. So I, I couldn't. And th and then I had a show on. So I had a show in December that got rescheduled because I got COVID and my people were so mad at me. I'm like, guys, I didn't, I didn't plan this. So <laughs> right. we rescheduled it to be February 20th. Uh -huh. And then we moved into this place February 15th or 16th. And then every flight for the entire week was canceled. Wow. So I'm like, I'm not going to make this show. Then we had to drive three hours to Houston to fly out of Houston. It was the worst week of my life, but I finally made it and it came through. So, and wow. I didn't tell me I didn't I didn't want to, I didn't tell anyone that I moved to Austin yet. I just told everybody yesterday that I moved to Austin. So this was a month ago. I can't be like, oh, by the way, guys, I can't make it because I'm stuck in a once in a lifetime storm in the state of Texas. <laughs> so holy fucking shit, dude, that is nuts. Horrible. Yeah. But well, now, is, what's your pot? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tom. I know. I was gonna say is. Is so now is Texas open? Are you able to perform right now? Are they one of the states that like uh they're open? They're still doing the like capacity thing, I think. Cause they I heard on the news that they were gonna like have no mask and be wide open. There's yeah. masks, there's still masks everywhere, mm. there's still like lines. It's not completely open. I don't I don't know what that's about, but uh media. We're able to do shows. Yeah. I, I did a show, I did a spot uh last night. Was it last night? Was it tonight? Yeah. I had a I had a, a small spot on a show last night. Um so yeah, so it's getting it's definitely getting back back to normal. It's a great place to do comedy. Yeah, it's got a monster music scene, so I feel like comedy's an it's another natural progression. One of the reasons we moved on to Twitch was because I saw all of music make its transition onto Twitch, and they were like, comedy's mm -hmm. a natural follow through for it's great content creators and a platform with people that reward great content. I'm like, why wouldn't this be a natural progress progression right. between the two? You know? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it will be, man. You guys ever been to Nashville? Yeah, love it. Yeah, I've been here. Yeah. It's very similar to Nashville. Like you walk by bar after bar, there's bands playing. It's so cool. It's really, really cool. Yeah. I That's mean, awesome. I thought LA had a homeless problem. It's here too. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, there's, there's like, there's these, uh, there's these like bumper stickers. My, my parents came here to, uh, to help us move in. We, we got back from California like uh, a week ago. And, uh, my dad sent me this bumper sticker. So it said, don't California, my Texas. 
And then I sent him a picture. I sent him a picture of tents under the highway. Like too late. <laughs> I used to when I was in uh, California. I used to bike, and I used to. I, I you know where Downey is in California? Absolutely, I love Downey. That's yeah. the, the old McDonald's operating is in. Yes, Downey. they do exactly, dude. Okay, good. So I lived in Downey for a little bit, and oh, I used nice. to I used to bike along the river, and it was getting to the point where like. There, there were tents all along the river like that where that was dried up water. but like i would ride there every day that i just knew the people who lived in these tents it was like my name i would be like hey what's up and they'd be like hey and sometimes i'd like bring back food and then one time uh i was in because like there's there's the homeless people you can totally tell are fucking homeless obviously and then there's also just californians that look homeless which i had to adjust to because i'm in like you right now yeah like me right now <laughs> <laughs> It's so fucking true. If I had a poncho right now, absolutely. absolutely. So there's a there's a guy. I'm, I'm in Santa Monica. I'm eating at the Blue Taco or whatever, and I had like leftover food. And my friend who lives there, who watched me fucking do this, by the way, who knew, which I love her for doing this. So I'm like, hey, I'll hang on one second. I'm like, I don't want to carry this around. I'm just gonna give it to this, you know, guy over here. I always feel bad when they have like a, a homeless person and like a dog. So I'm like, yeah, yeah let me just give this. So I walk up like an asshole and I'm like, Hey man, I'm like, I got some leftover uh, quesadillas or whatever. Like if you, if you want them. And he was like, Oh yeah, sure, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Whatever. And then uh, he like, he grabs them and then he goes back. He's got a blanket, a girlfriend, the dog, he was just walking <laughs> and he packs up his shit and gets, and I was like, I think I just gave my fucking. Oh my God. That's incredible. To he took reg- him. Yeah. He took him. He was like, he just thought that's I was being friendly. Part. <laughs> he's like thanks thanks buddy and he got into his car it was like said to his girlfriend i think that homeless guy just gave me the rest of his lunch <laughs> yeah the homeless people here are nice yeah they're, they're just paying it forward he was deed had yeah. enough <laughs> fucking hilarious and my friend was like yeah you got to be really careful you're giving you food <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, that's really incredible. hard to tell sometimes in Santa Monica. So, absolutely, yeah, what's Santa your, is crazy. Yeah, what's your pot? So, wait, you got a podcast coming out with your girlfriend? Yes. Uh huh. What is it about? What is it? Can you say talk about it yet or no? I'm gonna say plug yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, plug yeah, it. Sure. Plug it. Plug I mean, we're not. I, we're not. I, I, we're not ready to go yet. Um, I, uh, I'm still setting up the studio. I'm still waiting for like some gear, but uh, it's called Dress Down Day. It's um, basically we had, I've had all different variations of, of different kind of podcasts and, right. uh, my girlfriend and I have a very interesting dynamic. We do a lot of things together. Like we will like cook on Instagram live and stuff like that. I think people like a lot of my material is comes from her. So I think okay. it's fun. I think it's fun for people to like hear me analyze like in a very comedic way. I'm like, why do you think that's funny? And she just has no idea. And she's just like, <laughs> ah, 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 I don't know. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> And we'll talk about, we'll talk about shit like that. And like, we'll argue about like men versus women. And like, why do you like, I've been looking for my SD card and why is it hidden? And then she'll like, well, my apartment has to be nice. I'm like, who is it nice for? And all this like silly, like Seinfeld-esque curb stuff that we like analyze and like, um, yeah, just fun. We talk about anything and everything. And it's just like very silly. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to get it done I want to film the first couple episodes, so like when I go on the road, I have things that I can put up, oh, and I, I don't, I don't miss anything. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, but yeah, it, I'm definitely within the next month for sure. Is that? Do you think that uh, being on the road and stuff is that kind of daunting for you to like? Because you're somebody that does post a lot. Does it get in the way, or are you just fine with it? It, it definitely gets in the way of consistency. Um. I'll make it about 
being on the road too. It's fun to just like backstage stuff or, yeah. um, I mean, I'm always, 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 always trying to write bits that I could put up and like something, something in the news is always the best. Cause like that's in the now, like I was in Rhode Island, I had a show in Rhode Island and that was right around the toilet paper thing. And right. I was hoarding toilet paper right before it shut down. So that was a good opportunity. Like in a hotel room, I just wrote, wrote a bit and then put it out. So like that, that usually happens like on the road, but yeah, when I tour for like a while that it does, it gets really tough. Yeah. Um, that's what you were saying about the, uh, social media stuff and like people not getting with the times. It is like, I admire your, your uh, ability to do all that kind of stuff. Cause it is like, you, I've got a D I've got a decent following on, on Instagram and stuff. And it's like, I'll try to put out this stuff. I can't, I'm trying to get better at doing the content. Now this has turned into a seminar, by the way, it's a masterclass. Can we switch <laughs> real quick? I'm like, we have Eric Alessandro here uh, <laughs> doing his masterclass, but like, I, like I'll try to do stuff like that. It is, it is incredible. I know how hard it is. So I'm always impressed uh, when you were, when you were just constantly pumping out content. Cause you had a great, um, which I've never seen you do too much of, but you had a great uh, thing mid, I want to say mid the whole like COVID and civil unrest that we had going on where you kind of just talked about um, politics a little bit for the first time. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't, I don't see you doing that too much, but you really kind of dove into it. And I thought you did great, man. I thought you, I liked your take on it and stuff. And um, would you, did you find that? Did you like, think about that? Like, am I going to lose people or oh, yeah. just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, okay. I lost plenty of people, but my, my thing is I don't take a side. There's so many things I'm so liberal about. There's so many things I'm so conservative about. I think that's right. every human being. Right. But we all are like this with us against us attitude where like people are, everyone is to blame. Everyone right. on both sides, you are to blame. So like you're just as hypocritical as, as the, the side you claim to hate. So like that's what I hate the most is like I got my friends from Staten Island who are so closed minded. I have my yeah. friends from California who are so closed minded and they only see it their way. And, and you know, what do they say? What's the old saying? Like the, a great sign of a compromise, both parties leave disappointed. Yeah. No, no one wants to leave. Everybody wants to have not anymore. No. It was just so frustrating for me to have like people. The, the craziest thing, dude, is like I just I try to make it funny. But at a certain point, it's like I just want to like I feel like the child of two divorced parents. just like, guys, can we just like have a dinner together where we're not yeah. screaming at each other? Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it just like it's the Internet now also is like it's the it, our egos are out of control. Mm hmm. Where like, I am at, there's people having an opinion on the masks. My yeah. friends were like, listen, bro, think about it. If I'm wearing it and you're over there, it was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You're, you're not a doctor. So why even imagine, <laughs> imagine me calling Elon Musk and be like, listen, man, I don't know if that's the right spark plug for your rocket. Right. And I have no idea about <laughs> yeah. rockets. So like that's the craziest shit that that we're dealing with now. I just want people to shut the fuck up yeah. and just admit that you have no idea what you're talking about. Right. And uh, I, I don't. I definitely don't talk about politics, especially not not on my live shows. But but yeah. it was just something like at that time, like what you're talking about in the summer and you get the riots. It was just so bad. Yeah. And it was just like impossible to ignore at that. Point. It, it is impossible to ignore it, especially like for the boat. I mean, like you were you were in Staten Island at the time, like you said or whatever. So it had to be hard for you to ignore it. I've got family who are you know NYPD police officers and stuff like that too who oh, they yeah. were they were you know asking me about the posts that i've been putting up and all their stuff and it's like it's hard because like you're they're everybody's taking it so personally no matter who you're talking to and they don't want to even admit they're taking it personally they just want their objective point of view to be heard and that's it like if yeah. people like on a per if they were like like you said like most people were just afraid of the pandemic or tired of it which is two 
perfectly reasonable takes. But when they try to do that thing where they're like adding their own signs to it, and I'm like, you lost me. <laughs> like, just yeah. tell me you're exhausted because I'm exhausted too. But don't fucking yeah. try to, you know, explain why masks aren't good. Yeah. And, and then you have the other side also, which is just saying like, you know, let's do three years inside who have no end inside either. <laughs> and right. it's like, you yeah. are just as dumb and closed minded and just repeating what Jimmy Kimmel said. And he's repeating what Donald Trump said. Like, you're just, you're both the, the exact mirror image of each other's ignorance. And right. why, how come no one can see this? Yeah. How come it's only like, oh, they're the wrong one. They're the wrong one. When it's always you. Yeah. Always you. That's not that I'm grateful. My mom, my, I never had one of those parents who was like, not my son. My mom was always like, what the hell did you do? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I was blamed for everything. And right. I, I'm grateful for her now. Um, and I feel like a lot of these people are just like, especially, did you guys watch the, um, the social dilemma on Netflix? Oh yes. yeah, dude. Absolutely. absolutely. I was just like, this is the answer. This yes. is the answer. <laughs> absolutely. All my questions are being answered here. And it was just like, horrible yeah it's, it's so hard weird. it's hard to have a an entire uh you know generation see themselves when they they can constantly cover themselves with a filter you know what i mean like they, they oh, it's yeah. hard to be able to go hey why don't you take a look and they're like oh but i can swipe and it's not me anymore and it's somebody better you know whatever you and know, then also like, yeah go ahead, i'm sorry go no, no 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 it's up to you good no I was, just, I was gonna say before when, when you were saying like how i kind of grew up with it what's interesting for me is i've sort of always been this character online sure because I never really had too much of a personal relationship with social media. It's always yeah. been the kid who made videos. Right. So I don't really do a lot of like happy birthday to my best friend and show yeah. the fucking, I don't, no one knows what my family looks like. They don't really know what my, my friends look like. They don't really see my girlfriend that much. It's all a business. It's all a business. It's all, it's all business yeah. for me and a performance. And I, I feel bad for people who don't have that. Yes. Connect, like when it's super personal, my Instagram notifications have never been on since 2011. I've never had them on my phone. I don't, I don't, I don't see them pop up on my screen. Right. My girlfriend, I'm like, like you have that on your phone. That's so fucking annoying. Yeah. So I don't, I don't get that like dopamine shit they're talking about in the social dilemma. Yeah. I don't have right. any, I don't have any of my notifications on. I don't post personal shit. I don't post for my friends' birthdays. I don't post uh, for national fucking cookie day or the hell this shit is like. I feel bad for people who that's their escape and that's their like um, validation from other people. Yeah. Like, cause that my real life, I think people are always surprised when I'm nowhere. I'm, I'm no, like I'm nothing like this person that I appear online. Right. I'm super angry and like ignorant. And like, I'm like that guys, that's a comedic, act that's not yes. really me. that's archie bunker <laughs> like yeah that, yeah, yeah. Like to an extent yeah, yeah. and yeah. it is and it is kind of sad too because like the you know they they have like a kind of like a celebrity persona of like it's basically like they have their own us magazine but that they get to curate and post and do these candid shots and feel like they're a part of a thing like i'm the same way i don't have like i post something and kind of walk away from it and hopefully oh, if sure. it get if it hits it hits if it doesn't it doesn't um, but it is like, it is weird because all these people have, have grown up with like, like I, my friend of mine, a close friend of mine, we both started stand up together, passed away a couple weeks ago from COVID completely like got it hospitalized, passed away. And it's, it is weird how it kind of, like you, you said, you've got that disconnect from it. I'm not one of those people either. I don't do the happy birthday shit. I don't like, you know, it doesn't mean I don't love you. I'll call you, but like, or whatever. Yeah. But there were these tributes being done for her, like online and man, I didn't want to post anything, but I also felt like a great piece of shit. If I like, like if I didn't post anything on my, like I threw it up in my story 
I think, you know, whatever, and did a thing. And then people were like leaving them on their Instagrams. And I'm like, am I a terrible person because I didn't post a thing? And I was like, no, I had like, I had to convince myself that I had a relationship yeah. with this yeah, person 100%. and a connection. It's so, it gets in your head like that, where I'm like, I don't know, am I supposed to do that? I feel like a fucking piece of shit. But I was like, no, you were actually friends with her and her family, you know, and, and it's yeah. a weird, it's a fucking weird I, dude. It, it's, it's so true. Like, my, I tell my girlfriend all the time, when I started, I think one year, a couple of years, I was like, listen, I'm not going to post anything for your birthday because who is this for? Yeah. And I'll notice that people I went to high school with or whatever, they're my, Staten Island is my favorite because they are like, whatever the gauge of society is, it's just, it's centralized in Staten Island. Right. So like, <laughs> it'll be, it'll be like, babe, thank you so much for the vacation of my dreams. <laughs> and then... And then the, her husband will comment, no problem, babe, anything for you. And they're sitting next to each other typing it. Yep. Yeah. Why don't you just turn to the right and be like, thanks for the vacation. Why, <laughs> you're, you're, it's like the WWF when you go, like, I want a match tomorrow night. Why don't you just tell them that when you saw him backstage? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or he's behind you at another camera doing the same shit, pointing and into yeah, it. You have to come out to the to this audience and be like, I don't like you. And it's yeah. like, you just passed him to say that. It, it, it's I a complete it, performance in a fabrication of reality. And I think that it is don't realize that they're doing it. They yeah. just think like, oh, this is what people are doing, so that's why I'm doing it. And like yep. for me to post, I, I want to make my girlfriend feel special that I love her. What the fuck does, what, what do you guys have to do with that? Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> nothing, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's hard I, to get people away from it. Sorry, guys. I think it's exactly what you're saying. Like your character, it's, everybody is their own character, but it's who they want to be, and that's who they're trying to portray. Dude, I, had this, I, had this bit, I had this bit on stage I did for a while. It was your Instagram is your create a player character in a video game. Yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna make you're not gonna make you're gonna make him taller than you, more jacked than you, more good looking. He's gonna be right. able to fly. He's gonna be who you think you want to be in reality, and no one is really who they are on Instagram. Yeah. I met this girl at a, at a one of my meet and greets. She was super sweet, very like timid and reserved. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, a very sweet girl. She tagged me in a photo uh, after the show. I, I, I got tagged on it, so I saw it on my Instagram. And she was every picture was her with her tits out, grinding on guys like in Vegas. I'm like, who the fuck is this person? This is <laughs> this is her create a player character. Yeah, she yeah. created for herself. She was and super thought. She yeah. was super thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tatiana became Tatiana. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I insulted somebody who was similar, who was like that kind of thing, where I met somebody. And again, in person, very nice. It was like a friend of a friend and we all went out to eat very quiet or whatever. And then talk to them later online or whatever. And they were like, I think her like Instagram or whatever the fuck was like queen bitch, something like real. And I was like, who, who like what the happened here? And she was really rude and like kind of like abrasive and like had this whole online thing. And I was like, is this actually like, which one is you? Because I don't like this don't one anymore <laughs> that might be the one she wants to be right like that's yeah. the one that she wants to be is the queen bitch it's so crazy right i didn't even when i got engaged it was so crazy that i didn't we didn't share anything so we want to come back and tell our parents in person tell our friend like our real friends and you know close relatives in person that when we would tell people like no you didn't it wasn't on it wasn't on facebook or instagram I'm like <laughs> No, that it, it wasn't on that on purpose. I was like, because we wanted to tell you that this happened. You know what's funny? My sister and I were just talking about this. I'm the worst because I have a problem with literally everything people do with their kids and getting engaged and all this shit because it's it's just out of control. My friend, my friend had a baby. Okay, mm -hmm. he texted me the night he had her, her weight, 
the time she was born, her name, and a picture. Done. I know yeah. what she looks like. Three weeks later in the mail, I got a magnet from my fridge with the same exact information. <laughs> I knew this already. Why are you sending me this? Yeah. Who yep. is this for? I, I don't get I they they're just like they and no one thinks, why am I doing this? They just right. think we have to do this. Yeah, I I got a I got an angry message from a friend who uh I wished a happy birthday to on the wrong I guess they didn't check this particular social media app. And I literally went, all right, do me a favor. Just lay it out for me. Which one do you check? Because I can't hit up all nine. <laughs> like, yeah, I know you I got Vero and fucking Snapchat and Club. I, I, I just want to tell you what, dude. If, if, if I'm not close enough to text you, I'm not wishing you a happy birthday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was. I was like, <laughs> did you get what the fucking doing? What are you yeah, doing? Exactly. My, my wife just said, we didn't do invites for our wedding. We saved 3000 I the way we got married, I got married in 14 days, right? I did it in like a steel industrious mansion in um, Rhode Island. Dude, you, like, guys are, you guys are my heroes. It was so <laughs> good, man. It was so like, we just did it like this. And we were like, we had a hundred and something people there. We text, I text my cousin and I'm like, hey, I'm like, you want to come to my wedding? I'm going to get married in two weeks. He's like, you can't, you can't invite me like this. I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, do you want me to draw it on a piece of paper so you can hang it on your refrigerator? I was like, just, <laughs> I have a wedding in two weeks. Do you want to come? I'm like, it's yeah. so much more personal to me. Yeah. I was like, what's the 100%. Big... But people if... actually got mad thinking yeah. that they were getting asked because somebody else said no because it was two weeks out. I'm like, no, we're just doing it quick. Like, I just want to do it. And how yeah, sad is that that nobody else has anything in their life that they wait for that fucking invitation? Like, if I get married, I'm going out on a hill, I'm blowing into a conch shell, and whoever shows up that hour... <laughs> <laughs> and then Dude, I want I want to have literally like six people at my and I don't yeah. give a fuck about anything else. My immediate family, just with my immediate family, with my brothers and my sister, my brother and my sister and their kids, we're up to like fifteen people already. So it's like this is the done. I, I but a time film. My mom's one of eleven people. I have <laughs> I have ninety first cousins. I it's ridiculous. Like <laughs> my mom, and then you, my mom wants to invite her fucking great aunts and shit. I'm like, I haven't seen this woman since the nineties. Why is she gonna be my wedding? Right. Like, we're, we're so used to these these old school things that that are passed down and just like they're nonsense, and we should just question them. It's not I'm not trying to be hurtful, but like, no. What is the point of this? Ask Why? Tom. I'm I'm constantly fucking like saying like I'm like people I think people think I'm like anti marriage I'm just anti every kind of stipulation like, I don't I don't thing. ever like I don't want to stand next to your fucking sister while she says how she knew the moment I met you it's bullshit I don't want to hear it it's uncomfortable like you know what I mean like I've been to too many weddings I've been in too many weddings and you know and it's all the same shit like I knew the day. And you're like, no, you didn't. You fucking hate me. I can barely stand you. <laughs> Dude, how about everyone? Because I guess that, that's the artist in us of wanting to not be like everyone else. But like, yeah. if you write, this truly was the best day of my life, you're a fucking liar piece of shit. Dude, you're not <laughs> telling the truth. <laughs> because exactly. I was in both my brother's weddings. Mm -hmm. It was stressful. It was annoying. It was hot. There was too much going on. It yeah. wasn't even a good time. I told my girlfriend, I'm like, yo, the best day of our lives probably happened already. It was when we got pizza, went to the beach, <laughs> and like chilled. Yeah. It's not it's not gonna be our wedding day. We're right. No way in hell. Like no right. event like that is ever the best day of your life. But then someone who feels the pressure, I have to say it was the best day of my life because then people are gonna think it wasn't the best day of my life. Yeah. And it's like yeah. there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Dude, what you said about your wedding invitations, man. I I, used, I did this bit in my act where uh, I basically say how ridiculous it is 
you know, like a text. Literally, I say in my act because I my friend sent me a text, my friend in California, and um, then you get girls from Staten Island who are hairdressers and their boyfriend's a construction worker, and these people who don't pronounce the letter R in their vocabulary, they get Charles Dickens to write their wedding invitations. <laughs> It can't just say, hey, you want to come to my wedding June 8th? It's like, your presence has been requested on the sixth month, eighth day in the year of our Lord. It's like, <laughs> like you say espresso. What are you doing? Right. What the fuck are you doing? Yep. It's just like, I don't know who this is for. And people who are just lost in the matrix and they're just too deep into it and they'll never yeah. get out. And that's, yeah. that's it. I'm and then it's like, I don't want to ruin their one day either. So you're like, let's just fucking go along with it. But, you know, there's a fucking pony. There's a carousel. There's a chocolate fountain. I'm like, you don't like it. You know, my, everything. Everything they could possibly spend money on. I'm like, shouldn't you be buying a house or, Dude, you know? you're, you're a teacher. <laughs> there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with being a teacher. But why, why are you coming out on a white horse? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I... I, I feel, you know, I'm whatever. And half of them, I don't know if you know, are you, get, are you entering the stage of your life where your friends are getting divorced? The ones that you spent money on at a wedding and you're just basically like, am I getting any of that money back? Like any of the stuff I bought no. or I honestly, if I, if I get invited to someone's wedding that I don't really fuck with that much, I don't go. <laughs> oh dude. I, I've got, I don't, like, I don't care. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Well, I appreciate that. They're probably thinking, they're like, he's doing pretty well. He's all over the internet. He'll probably just send the card. We, we don't really. <laughs> What are you, why would I give you? A, we're not. We're not. We're not that close. Like. <laughs> also, the other bad thing. I'm sure. Um, are you Italian too? Yeah. yeah. So, in, in Italians from East Coast, we cover the plate, right? Yeah. So when you go to a place like, okay, my friend Chris, who is an electrician apprentice, doesn't make that much money yet. I know he will eventually, but it's like, why are you getting married at the haunted mansion where it's six hundred dollars a plate? Yeah, I have to give you twelve hundred to pay for your. I'm paying for your wedding. Yeah, why am I paying for your wedding? Yeah, and, and I didn't choose this. I didn't choose this venue. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. twelve hundred a plate. I want what yeah. I want. Exactly. My, like, my cousin's family took a second mortgage on the house, and I was like, "You don't feel any guilt." <laughs> Like, like this is you are not not only are you fucking married by law, you better be married by fucking guilt at this point, because if it does not work out yeah. like you're they put a fucking second mortgage up to pay for the wedding. Someone just said about the bridesmaids. That's my Wait, what was it? Yeah, she oh, just that's said, your she wife. Said, yeah, she said I didn't have bridesmaids or get br bridesmaid dresses. Yeah. I said, where would you want that makes you feel beautiful? She is a fucking saint because yep. she is all the girls in my life and my sister, especially. They make you buy those dresses. Yeah. That's the dumbest fucking thing. <laughs> I've, like, at least we could rent a tux. They yeah. make you buy the dress. When the fuck are you going to wear a periwinkle gown Everything. ever again? You, working, teaching the third grade. You're not going to go to any red carpet events. Nope. It's, it's the dumbest. Why is no one talking about this? Did, Why is you no sick? For my for my wedding, you know how you give it like a present for being in the wedding party? Like we just did all yeah. siblings, right? She was like, I just want family, all of our siblings. I said, Cool. My gift is gonna be a tuxedo to them. That way, if they want to be black tie, everybody gets Beautiful. a tux. And now you have to wear it for the Very rest of practical life. too, yeah. Yeah, I was like, now you know, every time you put it on, you're gonna remember us and you'd be like, Oh, that was such a nice day. Yeah, yeah. Oh. fantastic, you know what, man. You know what else is sick? I did it because I called the place. We knew what place we liked. And I was like, What days do you have open left this year? So he gave me it. And it, one of them was my brother's birthday. That was two weeks away, 13 days away. So I called my brother. I'm like, Vin, would you mind if I get married on your birthday? He's like, in two weeks? Good luck. 
And I was like, <laughs> okay, bang, hang up the phone and call him back. I'm like, we'll take it. <laughs> and, and that's how it went. So when we did our cake, like they brought us out to cut the cake and this and that. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, give me the mic. I'm like, all right, guys, I'm going to do something a little different like we did with the rest of the wedding. I'm like, I'd like to invite my brother up and I put a candle in it. And I was like, let's oh, sing to him. I was like, nice. we need to feed each nice other. That's crazy. Man. You know, another thing about the cakes, dude, that you just reminded me of. Have you guys ever had wedding cake? Yeah. Oh, so find them. <laughs> it's fucking trash. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd rather have a like Betty Crocker yellow cake with chocolate icing. That's my favorite cake of all time. Yeah. Why are we getting this fancy shit that tastes like shit? You're chewing fondant like it's gum. <laughs> and everybody wants. <laughs> I, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't know why this is not common knowledge. When I start I talking about this shit on stage, all the girls who are laughing are just like, yeah, yeah, give me this <laughs> yeah thing man. Guy. Because it's yeah. their day to pretend they're a Kardashian, I guess, and they don't want anybody taking it away from them. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's their fucking fantasy, man. You can't ruin that shit. Uh, my favorite is when there is a bachelor party in the audience and you can, and every other girl in that thing who's not getting married knows what a fucking like a shit show it is. And the one still has her dream and you just start fucking with it. You're like, you know, it's going to be brutal. Like, and the, and the other, other girls are like, <laughs> you're just like, yeah, no, it's, I'm like, you guys didn't try to talk her out of it. Like nothing. They're like, no, we can't, but here's her room number. And I'm like, I'm not fucking with that, but <laughs> like, like you can have that mess, but, uh, I just want to let you guys know. Um, I feel bad, dude. You you got you I you got it out, but uh, do you want to you want to yeah, piece out? Um, yeah, let me let me get out of here. It was really fun talking cool. to you guys. Now, this is a great time. I didn't even realize how fast time went by. I, I really know, man. It went by me. real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah no problem, dude. It. Thanks for coming on. You're you're an absolute blast to hang out with. Do you, you know what I was gonna say? You should um uh hit me up. Do you want to do Jenks? Not that I'm putting you on the spot. I can cut this out of the show. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. There's <laughs> because I didn't get to talk to you beforehand, but I want to know. Do you want to do Jenks in uh, Point Pleasant in the summer together? Yeah, no, you don't I, have to say yes or no. I can talk to you afterward, but just only, to keep it in the mind. Only, the only reason why I wouldn't is because I have um, restrictions regional-wise. If I'm doing a show like within a certain mile range of there, mm -hmm. that happens sometimes. So that okay. might, that, that's the only issue that I would have would yeah. be that. All right. Well, then let's talk about it. And if you're not in the in the same mileage, you know, maybe there'll be a flood. You don't know. Uh, we can <laughs> maybe one club will get washed away. We have no idea. Maybe uh, we'll get a blizzard. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. yeah right. Who the hell knows, man? But yeah, we should do some stand up together at some point Absolutely, whenever it turns dude, back totally. to normal. All right. Absolutely. Cool, dude. Thanks again for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Of you're course, man. Blast. Welcome yeah. back anytime, man. Such a pleasure. Nice to meet yeah. you. Thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Take care, dude. Man. Pleasure. Peace. All right. Bye bye. Awesome. That was a fucking that that did. I can't believe it. I just looked at the clock and it's exactly an hour. Time moves with us. My yeah, friend. man. I know. That it's was that was crazy. good shit.